Welcome to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones. I am a certified personal trainer, and I'm here to help you achieve your fitness goals without pain. In each episode, I'll share tips and strategies that will help you stay safe and pain-free while you're working out. I'll also interview experts in the field of fitness and pain management. So if you're ready to learn how to stay active and pain-free, then subscribe to the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast today. and welcome to another episode of the Pain-Free Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jones. Not too long ago, I spoke about my pain journey and how it impacted my life. When I did a deep dive, I realized that my expression of my emotions, or lack thereof, really put me in a position that I was in prior to being pain-free. When I was a kid, it wasn't really acceptable for me to share emotions, feelings, anything like that. Uh, I was only allowed to be angry and to laugh at stuff, and that was it. Wait, who am I kidding? I wasn't even allowed to be angry. Um, God forbid I cried, then I needed to go into another room. I always wanted to be um, like the Brady Bunch. Um, You know, when one of the kids had a problem, and uh, they'd go and they'd sit sit in their room on the bed, and they'd wait for a parent or Alice to come in, and discuss the issue with them, you know, like, what's going on, Bobby? And then Bobby would tell them what was going on, and they'd help them problem solve, and they're, you know, give them a little shrug on the shoulder or whatever, or a little pat, and say, all right, off you go. And uh, I spent a lot of time sitting on my bed waiting for that to happen as I was crying, and it just wasn't going to happen. That's kind of sad that I laugh, but, you know, I feel uh, awkward about it because, you know, it's kind of just the way I was raised. So, you know, the message that I got, you're pretty much weak if you show any kind of emotion, Um, which kind of sucked because I'm an emotional person. And so getting that message from the people that meant something in my life was definitely not the direction in which I wanted to head. Um, Some of you already know that I'm a fitness coach. And a few years ago, I started teaching swimming. This is kind of ironic because when I was 17... 18-ish, I had a very traumatic uh, incident. Um, A group of friends and I uh, went to the shore. Uh, Yes, I'm from New Jersey, so it's uh, not the beach, it's the shore. Um, Anyway, um, we got down there and, you know, we're hanging out on the beach and doing whatever, and I decided that I wanted to go into the water. And none of my friends wanted to go because it was cold or, you know, I can't remember. It wasn't a pretty day. It was Um, you know, gray, the wind was blowing. I imagine there's probably a storm going in, but you know, it's the eighties. So it wasn't like we had phones or any information to really tell us anything aside from, uh, the local weather. But, um, you know, we were down there cause we, you know, we drove down, we used gas money to get down there. So we decided that it would be fun to go. And so I made the decision to go into the water and I don't know what I was thinking because the water was like, you know, the waves were breaking left, they were breaking from the right, <laughs> you know, they were just all over the place and any sane person would have never went into the water. But I was like, hey, you know, why not? So, um, you know, there was a lifeguard there. So I thought, yeah, I'm good, right? So I get in past the break and I'm out in the water and my friends are on the beach. And, you know, after a period of time, because I'm sitting out there by myself, which is no fun, I decide that I'm done and I try to come back. Well, it was a nice idea, but it didn't work out so well. Um, I got caught in the famous Jersey Shore washing machine. 
Um, if you don't know what that's like, um, let's say whenever you get out of the washing machine, you usually have about two pounds of sand between your legs hanging in your bathing suit and you're got, you know, the equivalent of road rash on your elbows and knees because you're trying to get out and you keep getting sucked in by the undertow. So, um, I wish that was as quick as it normally is for some people. I don't know. Actually, it's probably not a good thing to say. But anyway, so I'm in there, and I'm getting slammed, and I'm getting pulled back in. And every time I try to come in, I'd get sucked back out. And I was getting tossed around and slammed and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I have no idea how long I was out there. Um, but it couldn't have been that long because I think if I was visibly um, – in distress for too long, right? The lifeguard would have come out to get me. I have no idea. Anyway, um, I finally caught a break. I don't, I think the wave set broke up or something like that. And I was able to get in and, you know, so I'm crawling on the shore and I was so exhausted that I finally got kind of washed up on the beach. Um, and I look up and my friends are laughing at me and the lifeguard was just standing there. And, you know, I'm thinking, cool. Like I felt like I was dying and you guys are just laughing and thinking it was fun. And they're like, Oh, you should have seen yourself. It was awesome. You're getting slammed around, you know? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Holy shit. You know, I was just so frightened, mortified, embarrassed, um, pissed off, you know, all the things. Um, but in that moment I had to make a decision, you know, do I continue to feel sorry for myself and demand empathy from my friends or do I just go along with the joke? Um, you know, if you had a guess, I imagine you understand that, you know, I went along with the joke. As the um, awkward teen uh, who was biracial and desperately wanted to fit in, it seemed like a good idea to go along with the joke. And, you know, the crappy part about that is that I was essentially the joke, but I didn't know better because I was a teen. And, um, you know... There's a lot to unpack there, but, you know, that's another time. What I really wanted to kind of focus on is the fact that I had all these feelings, millions of feelings or so, I think so, and I made a decision to stuff them. And by doing this, uh, you know, I, I tease myself because I decided that the years of practice of stuffing the feelings, you know, something here, something there, whatever it may have been, this was like when I went pro, right? This is my, my shining moment of, you know, oh, I, you know, you don't know how you stuff feelings. Let me show you how to stuff feelings. And, you know, I, up to this point, like I said, I've already had like little things, you know, I had an arm pain, I had, you know, some headaches and stuff like that, but I really, um, in terms of the TMS mind body stuff, I really upped my game here because I was just trying to avoid the embarrassment. Um, and the worst part about it is that going home and like telling my parents was not going to happen. You know, they're, they're, they didn't care about my little tale of woe and how my friends didn't do whatever, you know, and I can hear my mother now saying like, <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Why did you go into the water? You know, and again, I laugh because it's really unnerving to think that, um, you know, but at this point I just decided that I needed to move forward and I needed to keep up that appearance of being, you know, funny, right. And confident. The good thing is that for whatever reason, I didn't become a statistic, um, which is the important side of this is that unfortunately black people drown, 
about one and a half more times than white people. And I was lucky to dodge that bullet. And, you know, I'm not sure who was looking out for me, but clearly I was taken care of. Um, it wasn't until a few years ago that I learned about stuffing emotions as being a bad thing and even harmful because it was a badge of honor, right? Like, oh, you know, somebody's getting their arm ripped off and I'm just sitting there not looking, you know, or, you know, oh, don't feel that, don't cry, don't, you know, don't feel scared or anything like that because, again, it is that idea of it being a weakness. And when I started doing all the work um, to becoming pain-free and really taking a deep dive into who I am as a person and what are the things that I need to support myself, I had to dig into the idea of what are our emotions and what do I have to do to express them. And I think that was the, the weird thing is, you know, you have these sensations, right? You feel, you know, when you're embarrassed, you feel the heat build up in your body and your cheeks get warm or your ears get warm or your neck turns red or whatever it may be for you. Um, you feel the sadness, you feel the catch in your throat, the heaviness of your chest. And I ignored those sensations, which is funny because, of course, really the origin story of my migraines is that I was terrified of my sensations, the bodily sensations, right? The nausea, the things that kind of go along with it. But anyway, um, the more you do the work, the deeper you have to dig. And that made things really weird, right? Because, you know, here I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel better because I'm going to express my emotions and everything else. But I've never expressed these emotions before, or it's been probably since I was an infant. Um, and so the idea of like feeling sad and then not trying to fix it, um, being angry and not demanding retribution or some kind of, um, payback or, you know, even for the person to acknowledge, right? Because that's the worst thing about it, right? The only thing that you can control are your own emotions or feelings around a certain event. You can't make people feel things. And just like, you know, when I was 17 years old, I can't make my friends have empathy for me. And so I can't make people feel bad for the way they treated me, or I can't uh, make my parents have more empathy than they did at that time. I just need to acknowledge that I have these feelings and sit with them. And sitting with your emotions is scary crap. You know, just the idea of this overwhelming, you know, feeling, whatever it may be, and then not doing anything and just maybe thinking about it, maybe journaling about it, doing those kinds of things. And that idea of being emotionally honest is extremely challenging because generally if you find that somebody's not emotionally honest with you, they're probably not emotionally honest with themselves. And so the biggest thing that I learned was being slow, methodical, and kind, and really having that kindness for myself and giving myself the space to experience these feelings. And, you know, the, the one thing that came out that was very interesting about this, unfortunately, was um, my dog passed away. And it was pretty, you know, it was hard. It was, she was older, so it was okay, right, technically, um, you know, as okay as it can be for an animal to live their existence, but it was okay for her to go. 
now I, you know, did all the things, right? I took the day off from work and I sat here and I cried and I, you know, there were moments where I didn't know what to do with myself because it's like, well, you have this overwhelming grief. What do you do with it? You know, you look at the dog bed and your eyes well up and you want to cry and, you know, that kind of, uh, those kinds of emotions were coming up, you know, the sadness, the grief, the regret, the guilt, right? You know, did I not notice something, you know, could have been something sooner, um, the good thing is that we, as a family, made decisions that um, that led up to this, that there was no guilt, right? Is that, you know, we took her to the vet, we did blood tests, we did all the, you know, we had all the professionals check her out and everything came back clean. And so it was probably a stroke. Um, so there was a little bit of comfort knowing that we did the things that we need to do to be appropriate pet owners. Now, flashback to... 20 so years ago, my cat passed away. And of course, I had not done any of this work. I had not really learned how to deal with emotion. I was a professional stuffer still. And I would not discuss it. I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't, you know, I tried to erase him um, the best I could, you know, like as soon as he passed away, you know, like get rid of all the things, don't want to deal with it. Um, you know, I, I'm a teacher, and so I'm trying to go to school, and, you know, only one student knew that my cat had passed away because she had texted me to find out where I was because I was never out sick, and I was out sick that day, and there was so much guilt, tremendous guilt, and, and to the fact that making the decision um, for him no longer to be on this earth and feeling overwhelming guilt and so many emotions. I mean, you know, this animal had traveled with me from New Jersey to California. Um, he had done all the stuff that, you know, being a good little supportive pet partner did. And, um, you know, so him dying was the end of a lot of things. And I vowed um, to not have another animal until I was ready because his loss was extremely devastating. I mean, I couldn't even talk about it to my therapist because it was too much. And so I just shoved those feelings down and that sucked. I mean, it's, you know, it, I don't think it sucked for him cause he was out of his misery, but it definitely sucked for me and anybody who had to deal with me because of the fact that, you know, I had this, this wound that I refused to acknowledge was there. You know, it's like, I'm walking around without an arm and everybody's like, Hey, you don't have an arm. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like kind of weird. And you know, so going back to it, um, it's just interesting to see the differences and to note, like, when you learn how to um, express your emotions in a healthy way and acknowledge that the feeling is uncomfortable but is necessary, like, there's nothing better. You know, I mean, one, by not stuffing and not holding on to, you know, God forbid, please don't let me have that emotion. You put yourself in a situation where, um, you know, what, what is it when you resist, what resists, what resists persists, right? What you resist persists. And that's what I was doing. I was resisting that feeling. I was resisting looking weak, you know, crying all those kinds of things. And it didn't work out for me, you know. 
And so uh, there is a power in doing the work. There is a power in acknowledging your emotions and getting them out, but getting them out in a healthy way, not resisting them, right? Anxiety, all that kind of stuff. The more you resist, the more anxious you feel, right? Did you ever notice like when you tell yourself not to be angry, you get angrier, right? It, It makes sense in all these other aspects of our lives, but definitely not in the idea of emotions, Um, so, you know, again, the, you know, the message for today is being emotionally honest is definitely challenging. And if you're going to start your process, think about it, go slow, be kind. Um, I think the best part of the story is that, um, now I'm teaching adults how to swim. Um, and these people come to me because they aren't confident and, um, they need support And somehow I learned how to turn my superpower, (laughs) you know, of, uh, you know, um, just being fearful. I I don't know if it's a superpower or not. But anyway, I learned how to process my fear into a lesson for others. And I um, am a calming force. And I allow people to feel their feelings and I remind them that it's okay to feel them, you know, when you're sitting there with a lesson with me and well, hell, even if you're there with me and we're doing fitness training, do the same thing, you know, because you're entitled to feel how you feel. Um, Whether you want to analyze that later, then fine, but don't stop the feeling. So, um, you know, yes. So it's funny how one of my superpowers came from a place of sheer terror. Uh, I guess I'm just adaptable. I don't know. So anyway, that's it for now. I appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 